0: Read with me from the Gospel of John. John chapter 4 and verse 46. The Gospel of John. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made water, wine. Don't get any bright ideas. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him, Come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. But the nobleman said to him, Sir, Come down before my child dies. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. Now, as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. And then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And he said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed, and his whole household. I want to talk about the power of faith. Would you say that after me, please? The power, power. Of, faith. of faith. Say it one more time the power, power. Of, faith. of faith. The miracle that Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee and the miracles that he had performed in Judea were being talked about all over Palestine. By the time of our text, Jesus is very well known and sought after because of his power to work miracles. There was a nobleman in Capernaum whose world had crashed into the depths of despair. This nobleman was a member of the royal family, a close relative of King Herod Antipas, And he was called a nobleman, translated Regulus, Little King, or Latin Basilicus, Lesser King in Greek. This means that he was a high official with great influence in the court of King Herod. But all of his power and all of his wealth could not insulate him from the piercing tragedy that intruded into his life. His son was sick. His son was in the process of dying. They had tried the best of doctors. They had gone to the best of medical authorities, trying to get them to help him. But it did not say his only. It did not say one of his sons. It was his only son he did not say one of my sons, he said my son. Now you know how much a parent can love a son. You know how much a parent can love a daughter. They can carve out a place in our hearts that only they can fill. And that culture magnified the importance of a son because it was the son who Perpetuated the family bloodline and the family name. It was the son who succeeded as head of the family and was the heir of much of the family wealth. It was the son who conducted the affairs of the family and who cared for the parents in their old age. And in royal families, it was especially necessary to have a son because sons usually inherited whatever office their father had occupied, and thus they were able to perpetuate the well-being of the family. And this man's only son was dying. I'm sure that the boy had received the best of care, the best of diet. Every provision had been made for the child's protection. The best of doctors had used their highest of skills to bring about his recovery, but all to no avail. All of their wisdom did no good. But it was about that time that the nobleman realized that Jesus was coming to the area. And so he rushed from Capernaum to Cana to seek the help of Jesus. The city of Capernaum was about a day's journey by foot from Cana. And I imagine that this represented a very departure of behavior from his normal course and his normal way of doing things. Because a nobleman didn't go to see people. People came to see the nobleman. I'm sure that he usually sent others to bring whomever he wanted to see. But this was a matter of such urgency. It was a matter of such importance that this nobleman went to find Jesus. He traveled to a different city. He changed his schedule. He spent time doing something that had nothing to do with his professional life. His life was turned upside down. His normal routine was abruptly disrupted. And if you had told him a month before that he would leave his position and spend time following after someone like Jesus, he would have told you that you were crazy. He might have said, I don't go to see people. People come to see me. But have you ever had an experience which changed the whole nature of your life? Have you ever had an experience that caused you to re-examine your priorities, to reevaluate the way you spent your time and the way you spent your energy, something that was so mag- magic and something was so great and something that was so overwhelming that your whole life was changed by it. Is anybody who's been there? Has someone or something that you really loved, something that you invested in, Something that you depended on, let you down? Has anybody in here ever been let down? Have you ever pursued an objective and once you attained it, you found out that it was not worth the trouble and that you felt like you should have saved your time from the beginning? Has there ever been something or someone in your life who did not, that you did not prioritize value until you lost them. And only when you lost them did you really know how worthwhile and how valuable they were. Lord help me preach today. (laughs) Priorities should be built around the following questions. Number one, ask yourself at the end of my life, at the end of my road, when I come to the end of my journey. What will I wish I had given my attention to? What will I wish I had spent my time doing rather than the way I did spend my life? Ask yourself this question. What pursuits or endeavors really promise the most lasting and fulfilling benefit? What's really most worthwhile that I should spend my life pursuing it? Should not God and his plan for my life play a significant role in my thinking as I set my priorities? To go at your name and ask them, what do you really think about? Ask yourself today, have I ever listed or prioritized from most important to least important the various things, pursuits, and people that I value? Some people you don't put any value on until they've gone out of your life. Have I really adequately examined those things that I consider to be basic and most essential? Do my pursuits conform to my alleged belief about God and God's word and the Bible? Is it right? What is right? What is just? What should I pursue? What road? Should I travel? And then ask this question. What will really bring me and those around me peace and fulfillment? This man came to a crossroads. And he had to ask himself some fundamental questions. He was impacted emotionally. He was impacted mentally. He was impacted physically. And so he went to Jesus And he begged Jesus to come to Capernaum and heal his son. And after he asked Jesus to do that, Jesus responded, saying, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. I must move on to say that Jesus spoke these words to the nobleman because he wanted to clarify whether he was just one of many options or was he the only option? Is this man just passing by me and asking for help on his way to ask somebody else for help? Or is he really walking in faith? Is he really relying on me for the answer to his need? Some of many people turn to God as one option. They try God but if there's a delay or a problem they move on to the next option and forget about the one uh, before. But you need to know that God responds to persistence. <laughs> when you tell somebody God responds to persistence? God deals in the realm of intense emotion and intense desire because these things indicate real faith and sincere commitment. I said, if you really want to illustrate real faith and real commitment, your emotions must be intense and your desire must be intense. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Is anybody in here hungry? Anybody in here thirsty? If you have an intense desire, God will no way turn you away. God will not walk away from you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and you shall be filled. Look over at your neighbor and say, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, and I shall be filled. Come on, tap your hands and give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His love and his concern for his son and his faith in Jesus Christ caused him to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on begging. And somebody in the house today, you face an urgent crisis. You face a predicament that you cannot handle. And I don't want you to hesitate to call on God for assistance. I'll go with your name and say, you can call on God for assistance. Psalm 145 and 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him and to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him and he will also hear their cry and say them, I'm so glad I've got the Bible's guarantee that if I call on God in sincerity, God has a way of showing up. God has a way of bringing me through. God has a way of taking me over that trial or that tribulation. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord will make a way. Somehow. Somebody ought to say, oh, yes, he will. In John 4, 49. The nobleman showed his desperation, and he said, Sir, come down before my child dies. This nobleman did not know I believe that Jesus did not have to come down I'll be at the point of need to know the situation or to work a miracle. Jesus had to pull him to another level of faith by simply telling him in John 4 and 50, go your way. Your son lives. I don't have to come there. I can speak the word. And it shall be be done. See, you can move. He, he, He said to the man, you can move beyond this crisis now. Your son is all right. Your son is going to live. You've been struck and paralyzed by this. But now you can move on in faith. Come on, clap your hands. And give praise to the Lord. That you can move to another level by faith. Go your way. Your son is alive. Listen, when your faith is limited and your faith is non-existent, then the Word of God can take you to a higher level of faith. And the Word of God can give you more faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus spoke the word. It was not exactly the word that the man wanted to hear, but it was the word that the man needed to hear. In essence, Jesus said, I don't have to be there to make it happen. I can deliver the child from here. Go home. Your child is all right. And somebody in the house today needs to know that distance does not make any difference to God. No place on earth is beyond the reach of God. Your child may be away at school. Your child may be in the service. Your child may be in jail. Your child may be in another city but he's not beyond God's power to help and deliver God can reach just where he is Jeremiah talked about it and he said in Jeremiah 23 and 24 can anyone hide himself in secret places so that I shall not see him do not I feel both heaven and earth God is everywhere present God is everywhere powerful if God can't do it it can't be done hallelujah oh come on church hallelujah bless his name come on clap your hands and bless his name Jesus and some of the disciples were in a boat out on the sea. They were fishing for fish. And Jesus said to Simon Peter, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch of fish. But Simon answered back and said, Master, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let the net. Night was the time to fish, and fishermen in that day fish only at night and not during the day. But then not only was that, it was not the only problem. Another problem they faced was that they were tired. They were worn out because they'd been fishing all night long. And then they were discouraged because they had caught nothing. It's discouraging to fish and not catch anything. And so Jesus said to the men at the worst possible time, day, when they were tired and exhausted. And when they were discouraged, Jesus said to them, lunch out into the deep. Simon Peter said, we've toiled all night long. And we've taken nothing. But nevertheless, I will let down the net. Some of you facing that situation, that difficult problem, would you raise your hand and say, I shall let down the net. Nevertheless, I will. Come on, tell somebody, nevertheless, I will. I will try again. I will let down the net, I will step out by faith, I will hold on until victory come. Come on and praise him, praise him, praise him. When it seems discouraging, when it seems impossible, when you're tired and when you're weary, try again stretch out by faith step on by faith and God will bring it to pass yes he will yes he will tell your neighbor yes he will when they let down their net their net enclosed a multitude of fish and the little boat that they were in began to sink because of the number of the fish They had to call their friends over to help them make it back to shore. But I just came by to tell you, God has a net-breaking, boat-sinking blessing in store for you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God has a net-breaking, boat-sinking blessing in store for you. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Obedience. Obedience was an expression of his faith. I've done all I can, but this is Jesus telling me to let down the net. If I obey him, he will bless me and make a way for me. Hallelujah. As I close. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke to the man and said, go your way. Your son is well. Your son is all right. And the man obeyed. The man went his way. He stepped out by faith. He had nothing in his hand but his faith and but his confidence. I just believe if I obey Jesus, it's going to turn out all right. I just believe if I hold on it's going to turn out alright. If I just pray a little while longer God's going to turn it around. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up on ways I can hear you, run, hallelujah, and not faint. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I see you walking. I see you running. I see you overcoming. Tell him I'm an overcomer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, we act on promises. Our world operates by promises. We work all week waiting on the promised paycheck. At the end of the week, we believe the promises of men. But I just came by to tell you, if you can believe men, why can't you believe the promises of God? His promise is yay and amen. His promise will pull you higher and take you further. His promise will open doors that you cannot see. His promise will take you to a higher level. The man acted on a promise, and the men can act on the promises of men, then how much more should we act on the promise of Almighty God? Whatever He promised, He's able. He's able. He's able. Hallelujah. I'm ready to stop now. All this nobleman had was a promise. Fear and trouble had locked him in. But faith set him free. I said fear and trouble will lock you in. But faith will set you free. Faith Gave him the power to go his way. I just came out to tell you, don't let fear put you in a box. Don't let life come to a standstill. You're not on freeze. You're not on paralysis. You're not locked by life by death. Step out on faith. Get out with your life. Get on with your life step out on the promises of God it will happen. your miracle is on the way. Come on tell your name your miracle your miracle is on the way. The man stepped out, walked back home before he got back to the house the servants came out to meet him along the way and said your son, is well your son is alive and the man said when did it happen oh yesterday about yesterday this time it happened and the man said that was the same time that jesus spoke to me and told me he was all right thank god for my miracle come on neighbor say thank god for my miracle the lord will Make a way Somehow The Lord will Bring you over And bring you out Clap your hands And give praise to God Hallelujah You look over at your neighbor And say neighbor I'm coming out I'm coming over In the name of Jesus Tell the other neighbor, neighbor, God said, it's all right. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the politician said. God said, it's all right. When peace like a river attendeth my way. And when sorrow like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well, it is well. It is well with my soul. The world may be topsy-turvy, but hallelujah, anyhow. Folks may have turned their back on me, but hallelujah, anyhow. I'm going on in the power of God, in the name of God. I claim victory in the name of Jesus. West Angeles, we've gone through a tough time. But tough times don't last But tough people do God does They that wait upon the Lord Shall renew their strength God is going to take you higher 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 Than ever before Help me praise Him Help me praise Him Help me praise Him Come on, call on Him in the name of Jesus, call him. In the midst of your trouble, call him. He will bring you out. He will bring you over. I'm so glad that I've got the promise of God. I am so glad that the Lord speaks to us in this day, in this time. Trouble is all around. Distress is on every hand, but try one more time. Folk have given up on you and walked away from you, but try one more time. Folk will tell you, you'll never make it. You're going to fail, but roll up your sleeves and try one more time. Go back, it's all right. Go back, it's well. Jesus has fixed it in the name of Jesus. And if we believe the promise of men, We ought to believe the promise of God, the same God that raised up Jesus from the dead, the same God that quickened the body of Jesus so that he stepped forth from the grave that I am he that was dead and I am alive forevermore. The same God that raised up Jesus can raise you up out of your problem, out of your difficulty, out of your trouble, stand up, everybody, and give God praise. Come on, praise Him. Come on, praise Him. Come on, praise Him. All right. All right. It's all right. all right. In your home. All right. On your job. All right. It's all right. Come on, praise Him and give Him thanks. Hallelujah. 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 Look at three people and tell them God said, it's all right now. It's all right now. I said, it's all right now. All right now. All right now. God said, it's all Right now. Right now. Oh yes, all right now. All right, right, now. right now. God said, said it's all right now. Look over at your name and say it's all right. right now. Oh yes, all right. miracle. His word says, what things forever you desire, when you play, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I just want you to know today the Lord promised you a miracle. And I've got faith to believe that it shall be done. It shall come to pass. I don't care what the problem is what the condition might be. It might be physical, it might be financial, it might be emotional, but God's going to make it all right in the name of Jesus. If you've got a problem that you need a miracle to deal with, lift up your hand, lift up your hand and hold that hand up in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, you see your children in the midst of their predicament, I proclaim to them your word. I've spoken to them, but you've spoken to us. And dear Lord, I believe your promise. I believe your word. If it's sickness, healing. If it's financial, provide for it. If it's emotional, give peace. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim by faith it is done. In the name of Jesus, thank God. Thank God. If you prayed for a miracle, clap your hands and thank God. It is, it is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God at work. I see somebody walking by faith, coming through their trial, believing God, stepping out and going their way in the name of Jesus. And I see Jesus lifting that burden, bringing it out of your life, and lifting you in his power and by his might. Come on, thank God for your healing. Hallelujah. It's done. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Come on. need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. You need to give your life Jesus, he died for your sins. He's taken charge of your life and blessed you in so many situations that would have killed you, that would have taken you out. But God reaches out to you now. He wants to forgive your sin, transform your life. He speaks to you, your heart, your mind today. And if you hear the voice of the Lord, if you would say, preacher, pray for me. I want to give my life the Lord Jesus I want to be saved I want Jesus to be in my heart I want Jesus to be in my life if that's you while every head is bowed. lift up that hand as you're going to say Jesus the pandemic let me know how much I needed you the trouble that I faced the situation that I dealt with let me know how much I needed salvation I want to be saved Forgive me of my sins. Transform my life. Set me free, dear God. I want to be saved. I want to know Jesus as my Lord. If that's your prayer, lift your hand up high as you can. Lift that hand all over the room. The Lord brought you to church today to save you. I see those hands uplifted to the Lord. I'm going to pray in just a moment. There are five more of you that need to lift your hands and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift that hand up high. Dear Lord, I pray for those uplifted hands. I pray for those individuals who don't know you, who are not saved, but dear God, you've brought them to church today to forgive their sins, to transform their lives. Oh, I see it, I see it. I praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work of salvation. Thank you for victory in their lives. Their sins are forgiven in the name of Jesus. Say it after me. Thank you, Lord. My sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. I am saved. If you believe you're saved, clap your hands and thank God for salvation.